It's Thursday. I'm Andrew Dowd. It's time for our Happening in the Hamptons podcast, our weekly breakdown of the Hamptons market, new listings, and events on the East End. We are sponsored today by New York Title Abstract, the Hamptons' leading title insurance firm. Visit NewYorkTitle.com. Joining us today, as always, Steve Glick, Dave Retiner, and today, Mr. David Zazula. How are you, sir? I'm good. I thought you were going to say special guest. Special guest today. <laughs> How are you, special guest? I'm, I'm good. Good. Never better. Uh, that's good. That's good. So listen, let's just uh, let's start with a little background on you. Um, everybody's got a unique story of how they got into the real estate game. What's yours? Oh, mine's very, very unique. Um, it, it's 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 actually quite common. I came. I moved here around uh, 02, 03. Just sort of, um, it just seemed to be the way the uh, universe was pointing me. Where did you move from? Where did you come from? Oh, good question. Manhattan. Okay. Manhattan. So we had, we the had, Big Apple. Yeah. We, we, I'd been there for a long time, over 20 years. We, you know, we sold the family business I was in and uh, brought me to uh, May of uh, 2003. And so I wanted, always wanted to take the summers off you know, for a long time. So here I was out here taking the summer off. And one thing led to another. And... Um, you know, I realized I was going to be here. That, I've heard that a well, lot from agents. Yeah. What, they, they come out to like visit or something, and they're like, "Wow, I could." You, oh, back it up. What, what's the family business? Yeah, what was the family? I'm curious. We were, my dad was one of the original uh, retouchers, photo retouchers in Manhattan. Wow. And we, and, oh, that's uh, cool. And he built up a big business. He's very well known. As the company was called High HYs. My dad's name, Zazula Associates. And we were in all the big agencies. We worked on all the big campaigns. My oldest brother. Went into it first, and then I came into it later. And uh, so you were like physically touching the photos. Obviously, it was. Well, I was. Uh, you I, know, I was on the outside bringing them in. But yeah, we had at one point we had a staff of I'm not exaggerating 25 photo retouches. We had full oh, cool. black and white labs. It was over. So interesting. People. That must have been so cool. It was really something else. Right off of Fifth Avenue, Two West Forty Sixth Street. We had two floors. Mm. This is the days before Photoshop. Obviously, you just know, before it's in the black. You're in the dark room. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, you just see oh, doing yeah. exposures. Yeah, uh, um, yeah it was uh, exactly a big part of our business was converting uh, transparencies, color photography for, for people like, um, uh, Avedon and you may know Michael O'Neill who lives out here, uh, famous photographers for the ad agencies into black and white. So first we would retouch them in color, convert them into black and white, get them into the newspapers. That was a huge business. That's why we opened wow. up. That's why my dad opened up the black and white labs because he saw the potential for revenue. There was a that's wild business. So that's a big jump from the for t photo touching now into it's, real estate. How did but you? It still sales though. I, I, okay, I so this sales. is how this is where we correlate it yeah. now. So and, and keep in mind, I also I worked summers there as a little kid. So even when I when I um, decided to work there full time, I was already I already kind of knew the business. And then the um, uh, computers came in around the uh, mid to late '80s, and we were at the forefront of that. Um, and we merged into that with another company that we went out on our own and did that for a few years. And then we sold it around, uh, 99, 2000. And that's, and then I worked for the company that bought us for uh, a couple of years. That was interesting. <laughs> and then, um, found myself out here again in the May, May of, uh, about Oh three, I think yeah, May of two. So what made you dive into selling Hamptons real estate? Well, I was living out here and the summer's over. Everybody's, you know, going yeah. home and stuff. Tumbleweed and Tuesday. I figured, yeah, hmm. what, what am I going to do? So, you know, I spoke to a couple of people. One person said to me, he goes, there's three things you can do out here. Okay. Real estate, real estate, uh, 
I was like excited to hear what the second and third thing was. I was like, what is he going to say? I thought about it for a while. I said, hmm, maybe I'll choose real estate. I never wanted to be one of those people. I never saw myself as one of those people like fumbling around with keys and stuff like that. But that's what I did. And that interesting. And I began April 1st, 2004. Wow. So, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, so go ahead. I always like to just tell this little quick quick little story or anecdote, whatever it is. Um, so my first year, I was still sort of tethered to Manhattan. I was making the transition. But my first year, I made the lump sum total of $13,500 and change. But half of that was on the sale of my own apartment in Manhattan. So <laughs> it's, it's hard. To, like everybody will tell you. I mean, I've, I've heard agents say like, I didn't, I didn't make any money my first year. You know, it's like a not uncommon thing, I guess, because... Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I mean, I basically didn't make any money my first year, but then, you know... It is I, very I, difficult to I make, was lucky. I was make it out here in real estate. The, uh, the, the right spot at the right time, I, you know, I was working at a Devil McNiff, which was a small yep. agency, family-run. The reason why I started working for them was because I, I walked in there. They were the only company, and I interviewed it every, with everybody that had... It was all, As soon as I walked in, it was all Mac computers. And coming from mm. a creative background yeah. that had to do with computers, I that said, excited oh, you. Oh, yeah, this is it. Yeah, because I didn't, I never used a PC before. Um, so I was surrounded in a small office with a lot of seasoned brokers, and I just kind of listened. And whenever anybody needed anything, I jumped on it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I made, nice. I made my first money just covering an open house. I'm sorry, not even an open house, a showing of, of a house twice. And unbeknownst to me, that house sold. I mean, I knew that it sold, but I wasn't. Ex- I never. No, I never discussed compensation, and I got a check <laughs> for like eight or nine thousand bucks for my participation in it. <laughs> I was like, okay, like, okay. Right. There, there's there's, there's no, potential right. here. Yeah. yeah. So that's. Uh, so David, you've seen a lot of challenging markets. I mean, you've been in the real estate selling real estate here for what over fifteen years. Am I? A- well, no, I've been doing. I've been. I'm. I'm coming in on twenty years. Twenty years now. So, how does this market that we're in compare to some of the other markets? Is this well, something you've seen before? Yeah, I mean, I've seen it a lot worse. It's. It's and not that it's bad now, but well, let me just explain. I mean, I mean, it was the end of days in 08 when, mm-hmm. when the financial markets Certainly. crashed. Okay. And uh, but, and I'm not saying this to puff myself up or anything like that. It's just this is what happened what you want to call it, coincidence, whatever it was, I had my best years in 09, 010, and 11 at that time. Hmm. Um, so, well, is that, that's because people from Manhattan are smart. And during, during, during crashes, they recognize yeah, to, yeah, to get in. Exactly. Um, what started me out is I sold two contiguous oceanfront properties in Amagansett. I had them as an exclusive listing. But, um, yeah, the buyer of it... Was, saw opportunity. He actually had another right. home in the area. He, he, so he had just sold that. He was looking to get back uh, in that same area, but in a bigger, different kind of situation. He recognized it. We never spoke about it, but evidently, you know, he, he, he knew what was going on and, and, and he did rather well for himself on that. Um, so, you know, what I see happening now, that's where the question is going, Yeah, is... Um, it's a it's a much different situation than, than that. You could say it's it's much better. The um, but there are challenges and the challenges are different. The what we have mm-hmm. the problem now is that there's as we all know it's been spoken about and all over. It's, there's just low inventory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the the uh, the buyer demand demand is there. There's a lot of pent up um, uh, you know need pent up demand, um, but. 
it all comes down to, and this is true back in 09 and 08, whenever it was, it's true now. The pandemic has passed. Uh, the, the, the feeding frenzy is over. We're back to a normal market now. Mm-hmm. And it, everything has to do with price. Mm-hmm. If you price it too high, even in the, even, unless, unless you're in the um, 1 million and below, you might be able to click it up a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. another 10% there to really, you know, take advantage of, of, of how, of how much the need is there. But, um, it's all comes, it comes down to price. So even though there's pent up demand, low inventory, if you don't price the property, well, the buyer is not going to jump on it. And that's every market. I mean, we, we've been seeing that in every cycle of the real estate market, price has always been the, the key, the number one thing to get your home Single sold. Single most important thing. You could yeah. advertise it up the wazoo. You can, you know, have fancy open houses like they do on uh, on TV in Dallas <laughs> in LA and have expensive. But if it's not priced, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? It, it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to buy a house because she so, because she had a great. So up. in this market, we're talking about low inventory, David. Yeah. What do you? How do you? Make, get an income. How do you make money when there's a low inventory? Are you well, doing a, rentals now or it's, sales? It, it's very difficult. I mean, yeah. uh, fortunately now, you know, we're in the uh, the, the rental um, season. Okay. Uh, from my vantage point, even that seems to be um, um, uh, not quite as brisk as it once was. Okay. Um, but that's going to change. It's still early in the game. Sure. Um, you know, the I've seen rental markets that ha- that kick in like in April, May, and June. Okay. So there's, it's not a time to panic or anything like that. I mean, the answer to your question might be, it might, you know, it, it just, you might just have to wait it out. You right. Know, it's a big part of being a real estate agent. It goes through is, cycles, is, is these you, cycles. Uh, it's it cyclical. Yeah. And yeah. it's not a steady income. And what I tell people when they first get into the, mar- into the uh, uh, market, the real estate game, I say, you know, I hope you have some savings because mm-hmm. you're going to need it. This mm-hmm. is good advice because I know there's a lot of new agents that started, um, during, During COVID the COVID stuff. season, yeah. they came out here from Manhattan. Right, they're all like, oh, I'm going to come it, kill it. It wasn't, yeah. right. it wasn't particularly dissimilar to when I started in 04, mm-hmm. when all you had to do basically was stick a sign up right. in front of a house in the Springs and put 650 on it, and it sold. And then a couple of years later, market crashed. Those houses were worth, you know, uh, 500000 450 and people had paid, you know, you know, paid a lot more for them. A- anyway, yes. Yeah, so uh, these things are cyclical. Uh, it- it'll change. Mm-hmm. You know, the inventory is not going to stay low forever. You know, and we'll s- we'll see what happens. So you're hopeful in the market. You you have a, a positive outlook. You've seen this before, and you see that it's going to cycle it, through, and it's yeah. going to be an upside. If, uh, to if it. I was doing this in the middle of the country, I might not be so. Uh, uh, optimistic. Yeah. Sure. Like, you know, like we talked about last week, we put out the market report, you know, just to reiterate, this is the third best year in, in the history of Hamptons real estate, you know, second and uh, first and second is 2021 and 2020. Here is 2022, you know, rounding out the year with $6.2 billion That's in amazing. sold in Hamptons real estate. And like, when you look at years of year of a year, I mean that it's still a strong number. That's a great year. Yeah. So, and that's due to low inventory. So, imagine there was double the amount of listings on the market. Um, what those numbers would look like? We have, you know, we go through the numbers each week, and you know, active listings on the market. There's about you know twelve hundred and change active in a normal market back in 2017, 2018, You're looking at numbers around four thousand 
available yeah. properties on the market. So it's just you got to take that all into consideration when you're looking at the numbers, when you're reading the news, when you're looking at the market. But uh, as David says here, you know he's seen these cycles before, and uh, you're not concerned, you're not worried at all, right? You have the positive outlook, positive man over here. I love it. Yeah. What I mean, what, what I what I started to say was, if again, if I lived in the middle of the country, I might be concerned, you know. Okay. You know, but it's just different out here. You know, we're tethered to Manhattan. We're tethered to, um, you know, um, Connecticut, New Jersey, the wealthy um, you know, buyers in those. And the wealthy areas. buyers of the world, really. The the hand, people and, that need to have things all I, over the world. I was just going to say, you know, in Europe and mm -hmm. beyond. So for some reason, well, it's not for some reason, for a lot of very good reasons, people still very much want to be here. And... Um, you know, as uh, and I'll mention his name. I'll give him a little plug here, and because he, he's a hundred percent correct. Ed Brule always mentions okay. generational wealth, and he's a hundred percent correct. If you want to build wealth, there's no better. Uh, not that there's no better, but I, it's, it's a pretty it's, good it's place. It's a pretty to good do place it. to yeah. invest at any. You can buy right now, and five to seven years from now, it's going to. You know, it'll probably be fantastic. You know, what I always say to people is I have yet to meet the person who didn't say buying a home in the Hamptons wasn't the best thing they ever did. <laughs> what a mistake. <laughs> I wish I hadn't done that. It's like that's how, not how a conversation that, you had. That person, yeah. no one says and, that. Even, yeah. and even those people that, that bought at the height of the market in 07, mm -hmm. say a starter in the Springs, and then saw it decrease 20 to 25%. All they had to do was wait a few more years. Patience. And it came back. It, we always, we always um, were the last to um, fold and we're the first to come back out, out here yep. in terms of the um, uh, market. And, um, and meanwhile, you're, uh, you know, hey, you're, you're building up equity in your home. You're paying down your, your mortgage. You're, you're fixing up the place, whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's all going to get tax write-off, you know. I mean, yeah. There are benefits you know, zoning. You're reminding me and, of the... Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. One very important thing is, is, and the other part of the whole equation, is the rental aspect mm -hmm. of it. We're, we're seeing... Sure. When I was started in the business, the days of 5% um, uh, um, rental as, as, as it relates to the value of your home were what people are calling the cap capitalization rate right. was five percent for a long time. For a decade, it was it was two to three percent. Now we're back up to five percent. Maybe it's four percent. Maybe it's six percent. But it's right. right around there. And no matter what the investment is, if you can get a five percent, that's a great rate, return. You're doing good. Absolutely. So it, it's it's a win win. You know, most people aren't speculators. I say, just you know, jump in and uh, and don't look back. You know? I like that. That's good advice. On that point, let's send it over to Steve with the numbers because sure. you were talking a little bit about that earlier. But what was, what did last week look like? Yeah, this past week there were 20 listings that went into contract from West Hampton to Montauk compared to the same week last year in 2022. There were 37 listings that went into contract, which is a year over year decrease of 46%. The same week in 2021, there were 56 listings that went into contract, which is a decrease of 64%. The breakdown of these 20 transactions, there was two between 10 and 20 million, seven between two and 4 million, and 11 under 2 million. The dollar volume this past week, it was $66 million. Last year was 93 million. That's a decrease of 29%. The year prior in 2021, the dollar volume in one week was 194 million, which is a decrease of 66%. New listings coming onto the market, there was 19 listings, which is a great number, but it decreases the inventory by one listing. The breakdown of those 19 listings, there is two between 10 and 20 million, four between six and 8 million, two between four and 6 million, four between two and 4 million, and seven under 2 million. The inventory 
There's 1,665 total listings, which includes the active and in contracts. And as I said earlier, there's 1,241 active listings with 424 in contracts. So still the same story, you know, listings coming onto the market. The demand is still there. Yeah. Status quo there. Inventory still low. Listings are still transacting and going into contract. Price is the most important thing, as David Zazula says. And it's still a great time to list your Hamptons home for sale. That's a good point. But that's the market report. David, to that, to that point about pricing, you, you mentioned that we're kind of in the, the heart of rental season, right? Everybody's kind of like starting to look at where they're going to be come, come the season. How important is pricing as far as a rental goes? I mean, is there still a premium available on those, or what's that market look like? Generally speaking, it's the same thing. It's very, very important. I'm advising people to get ahead of the market, and and, and it's not aspirational anymore. It's, mm-hmm. You know, um, during COVID, uh, you know, March, April, May became uh, th- there became premiums on those months. Same with September, October, November. That's not happening anymore. You know, schools are open. Um, it's it, it, we're, we're back to where we were before. So, you know, if if you have a, a nice house, three or four bedrooms, um, you know, north of the highway, wherever it is, south of the highway, just don't go crazy with your numbers. Mm-hmm. Just you know, the, the trick is. Price it so you get ahead of the market, and then you'll get somebody in there. And and the one big, you know, sort of caveat to that whole thing, which I always stress to people, is you, you know, you've got you want to get somebody in there if, if you're looking to rent for two months or a month or the full summer. Also, keep in mind that they're paying the expenses. You know, right. all that too. People don't seem to re- realize that a lot. It's you know, they add up. And you don't want it to sit vacant because you priced it too high and nobody yeah, took it. So it, it, exactly. So you know, we're not talking about giving anything away. Just be smart about it and 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 also um, you know adjust. Right. And I'm sure some people are like, but but last year, two years ago, I rented it for another yeah. ten or twenty thousand dollars more, and it's like, okay, and that was then, that, and this is yeah, now. That was yester yesteryear. Yeah. So. <laughs> doesn't work. Doesn't apply here. Um, that's 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 excellent advice, and Dave. I know you were excited about this weekend. You said yeah, we, we have some good things going on. Yeah, so there's a couple of nice things happening food-wise this weekend that I was kind of excited about. There's this restaurant, Sen, in Sag Harbor. Everybody knows that restaurant. You, you know Sen, right? Oh, Sen, yes, great. Now, would you say that's an expensive restaurant? Um, I would say it's, it's not an expensive restaurant. You would say it's not. See, I would say it's Sen- wildly expensive. Um, well, I mean, um, if you go crazy with the sushi, which, which, which maybe you do, you're probably in the sushi aficionado. And yes, yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. If I'm, if I'm going to have a normal sushi meal I'm there, you're looking at... noodles here. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Yeah, so, well, so, you know, I, I love the guys that own it, and I think it's a beautiful restaurant. But I go there like once a year because it's only for like on a special occasion, you know, because of the price. It's a very expensive restaurant. However, uh, they are now promoting a $32 tasting menu, which includes a soup, a salad, uh, a vegetable, a sushi, sashimi, uh, and then um, a kitchen selection, which is like all different choices. And then you also get a dessert. So I thought that that was very reasonable for Sen. And then they're also, and that's from four to six Sunday through Thursday from April, uh, from now until April. 
So um, if you want to get your Sen fix, I would say now is the time. And then they're also promoting, and I didn't even know they had this, they're also promoting Ramen Tuesday. So on Tuesdays for $25, you can have a ramen bowl, which is a meal, and then they're offering a hot sake included with the meal. So I thought that was a good deal. I'm, I'm gonna actually, I'm going to go there. I'm going to uh, take my son there, but I'm going yeah. to drink, drink his hot sake. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the second food event that I thought was pretty cool is on Friday, uh, Alligator Pear is a... Um, is a restaurant that's going to be coming out here. Um, but they're going to be, uh, presenting their food at Rosie's in Amagansett. So I guess this is like a thing. It's like a Hamptons culinary series by Roundtree, which I guess is a part of Rosie's restaurant. Um, so chef Dominic Lee, who's from new Orleans, Louisiana and his, his love for co- cooking will, uh, be presenting this amazing, uh, uh, this, you know, Creole seven course Creole meal, uh, at this, uh, restaurant in Amagansett. Uh, so it's $125 per ticket and you can, you know, book it all on the, on the internet. And I guess Rosie's is doing this like every week mm-hmm. and I've heard nothing but good things from people that yeah, have been, too. have been going to it. So, uh, you know, that's worth checking out as well. And then if you're in the mood for some theater, there's something called Stage Combat with Rick Sordelet at the Bay Street Theater in Sag Harbor. And that's going to be from 1 to 4 p.m. on the 25th. And what is Stage Combat? Combat, I guess he's one of the leading uh, stage fight directors in the nation. Um, And so they're going to have Rick you know, do like be up on stage and then ask people in the audience to like come join him on stage. And he's going to teach them how to like fake fight on, on stage. I might miss that one. I'm not sure. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, real so, fight. Real fight. Uh, I would love to see David as a, uh, interesting a fake fighter. Interesting <laughs> items, uh, events this week in the Hamptons. Thank, yes. Thank you. And then, um, and then, Finally, uh, very important charity, uh, the 11th annual Katie's Courage Skate-A-Thon and Bake Sale is taking place, um, and that is also on the 25th, and that's all day from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., so go there whenever you want, and it's at the Buckskill Winter Club, and um, at different hours of the day, there's different things happening, so from 12 to 2, there's kids. There's a kids' hockey game, 2.30 to 3.30. There's basic hockey skills, 2.30 to 5.30. You have public skating. And it just goes on and on and on all the way until 8. And the money is raising, it, that's, you know, going to the towards this day is to benefit Katie's Courage, which is a, um, a very big local charity out here that um, so many people uh, support. Um, so... They have more, they, they also have, uh, Katie's Courage also has races, um, but this is their, you know, ice hockey thing. And the Buckskill Winter Club is a great thing, great place to go. So you can bring your kids there uh, and have a good time and know you're raising money for a good cause at the same time, which is the win-win scenario of all charity events in the Hamptons. Great. Yes. So that's what's going on this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in the Hamptons. I like it. Uh, David, before we wrap it up, any final thoughts? 
Um, well, look, I mean, not really. Um, I, I, <laughs> no, I like the honesty. I like the honesty. I think I said it all. Yeah, no, said I mean, all, the, one thing I would, the one thing I would add is, um, if, is um, you know, I guess this is a, a, a plug for myself, is if you're looking for that investment that is um, uh, under $2 million, under $1.5 million, and you're looking as an investment where you can get a, uh, a good rental amount that covers your... your um, that covers most of your expenses. Mm-hmm. That's stuff that that we specialize in. You know that that's what we do, and and um, so that that's just a. Um, I guess it's a, a good thing to know if somebody's out there looking to buy. You know that's what us totally. brokers us brokers do for a living. We can point you in the direction that you need um, and, and put you in something that's that that's going to make a lot of sense. And it's so valuable just to get the insight. You know, it's like. Because you don't know, you might like something, and then the broker might be like, "No way, man! Don't that that that's overpriced, you know, whatever." Well, I mean, yeah, a lot goes into it. You know, it has to do with the, you know, if if you've been doing this for a while, and you and you know, you start to really, you almost start to become like a builder. You see the way things work, you know, the way houses are constructed. You know, what's good. And you can tell really quickly what's gonna what's gonna. Not that not that we're the um, the builder or the inspector or anything anything like that. But, but you really start to just by osmosis, you start to see things, and and and, and it's it's not just location and oh, it has four bedrooms in the pool. That you know, there's a lot more to it than than that. Yeah, that makes any sense. And you have the sense and the expertise to inform people about what that is yeah. and what to look. I for. mean, I've been on hundreds of inspections. You know, right. Um, you know, I'd be an idiot if it didn't sort of you know uh, become part of me. You right. Know? You know, I, when I look at a house, you know, you can just kind of you can kind of tell, and then you. Start delving in a little bit deeper. So yeah. if you're interested, call David. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, to see all our listings, be sure to check out saunders.com. That's it. David, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you coming on the show, our my, special guest today. My pleasure. Anytime, <laughs> fellas. Um, I'm Andrew Dowd. Have a great Thursday, everybody. That's what's happening in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm.